I think if you haven't thought about the life insurance industry from a job standpoint, you might want to look there because it's a very good industry. It's not going to decline. People are getting older. People need these guarantees. And from an investor standpoint, I don't think you can go wrong as an angel investor looking at anything that has to do with baby boomers getting older. Yeah. And in this case, in the life insurance space, providing those guarantees that people are looking at. That was Stan Haithcock speaking about the huge opportunity the life insurance industry will offer to job seekers, investors, and others over the next several years as people over the age of 50, a gigantic and growing population worldwide, will seek out annuity products. Annuity products, their related trends in future, and the opportunities they will create will again be our focus on this episode of Looking Forward. Welcome to Looking Forward, where we speak with experts about marketplace and societal trends, and most importantly, how they might affect you. I'm Jeff Ostroff, the host of Looking Forward. If you're like me, you're fascinated by trends in the future. In fact, several years ago, that was one of the things I focused on in a book I wrote. Hello, Looking Forward listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're again going to shine the spotlight on a growing market in more ways than one, annuity products. In part one, episode number 91, we learned about what annuities are, why you might find them suitable for your financial portfolio, some different types of annuities, recent annuity product trends, and COVID's impact on the annuity market. Here in part two, episode number 92, we'll discuss a lot more including what the future might look like for the annuity market and what opportunities annuities might offer you as a savvy financial consumer or as a job or career seeker, investor, entrepreneur, or business owner. In addition, we'll get some great tips and hear about lots of resources that are available to help people determine if they need an annuity and if they do, how to go about buying one. To help us with all this, We've again brought on our guest expert, Stan Haithcock. Stan Haithcock, also known as Stan the Annuity Man, is known as America's annuity agent. He's the top independent annuity agent in the United States. Licensed in all 50 states, Stan is recognized as one of the top thought leaders in the annuity industry. He is the founder of the Annuity Man LLC with office locations in Florida and Nevada. Stan has published seven books on the annuity topic and prides himself on being a consumer advocate for all things annuity. He represents all annuity companies and works with the life insurance and annuity industry to promote a contractual guarantees-only approach to educating the public. Stan the Annuity Man has spoken at every major financial trade show in the United States and is a featured annuity expert guest on national TV, radio, and podcasts. With a financial background that includes some of the largest wirehouse organizations, past and present, such as Dean Witter, Morgan Stanley, Payne Weber, and UBS, Stan brings a financial background that most annuity consultants can't match. Stan currently resides in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, with his wife, Christine, and he has two adult daughters, Brielle and Brenna. Stan, let's start looking for 
this is an opportunity for you to share with our listeners what you think we might see in the way of developments, changes, trends in the annuity business. We're talking about the products, the players, the interest. You talked a little bit about the 10,000 baby boomers turning 65. What are you seeing over the next few years? Well, one of the things I see, which can be good and bad, is what's deemed smart money getting into the annuity business. The private equity groups, the hedge funds, the family offices, the smart guys in the room, the people that have too much money, they're going to get in the way of this demographic tidal wave. That can be good and bad. So we're seeing that those people enter the space. There's a lot of money out there buying up assets and buying up carriers and carriers popping up out of midair with huge financial backings, et cetera. So that's going to happen. But it always happens because big money is going to try to get in the way of of money, of movement of money, right? But what I think is interesting is going back to crypto, but not talking about crypto, talking about blockchain. And if people aren't familiar with blockchain technology, just Google it. I'm assuming there's some good things out there. But the bottom line with blockchain technology is it the way that I understand it is that it is a format that allows no fraud meaning you can't change things. So I like that. And it's real time. And that's the reason you see government, like the United States government announcing that they want to start offering crypto, their own form of crypto. Why is that? A, I think it's just a trend that's not going away. But B, it's also a way to tax people real time and there's nowhere to hide. Now, where that applies in the annuity industry, blockchain, is I think that you're going to see private equity groups develop a, say, they're going to offer a lifetime income stream via the blockchain with a just a grouping of money from either private equity or other sources or Goldman Sachs or whoever does it. Now, they're going to run headwind into life insurance type regulations and annuity regulations. But I think you're going to see the innovation come from blockchain from the standpoint of principal protection or income for life or anything or something like that. And that, in essence, blockchain will provide the private offering of an annuity type structure, if that makes sense. Okay. I think that's coming. Now, that's way ahead. When I talk at agent events or industry events, people just start, you know, passing out in the aisles because they're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But, But I am a student of this. And, you know, I've been doing this my whole life. And it just makes sense that it is a non fraudulent way to offer products and it be trackable real time, and it's not pinged to the US dollar or any other denomination. So I, I'm just saying, that's. I think that's where it's headed. We're way, way far away from that, I think. But you know, this whole blockchain technology, that by the way, for people, crypto rides on top of, but blockchain is also in the health insurance industry and the car industry. It is taking over from the standpoint of how business is done the annuity business is your typical stodgy old line business that that's the last to make the change, but eventually they'll make the change and we'll see what happens with that. A couple follow-ups to that. And first of all, for the benefit of the listeners, you use the word carriers, you're really talking about an insurance type company. Yeah. When I say the word carrier, my apology for using industry speak, I'm talking about life insurance companies and life insurance companies issue annuities. So carriers is And I think the reason that word sticks is they're carrying the risk for you. (laughs) You transfer the risk and they're carrying it for you. But they're life insurance companies is what we're referring to. Okay, thank you. And I've never heard carrier explained with carrying the risk. That's very interesting. I did want to mention to the listeners, 
If they were interested in learning more about blockchain, we actually had a great guest, Edgar Fernandez, who talked about blockchain. The other thing I want to throw at you is we had talked about briefly the possibility that at some point, and I don't know if this is two years or 20 years, that the marketplace for the purchase of annuities might be opened up more broadly. Just like in the United States, a bank that could only be here in this state now can be in many states. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee, again, I don't know how many years, Stan, you could talk about that. One day, Stan, the annuity man, will be able to offer annuity products to a person in Switzerland and vice versa. We could contact Switzerland and they would have products that we would buy. Do you foresee anything in terms of a globalization of the annuity market? Not in the near term. When I say near term, not in the next five to 10 years. I don't see that happening. It's funny you bring up Swiss annuities. When I was the Union Bank of Switzerland, I was certainly involved in what's called, back then were called Swiss annuities, which pretty much no longer exist because of some problems that happened there. But that was, I think, the Swiss annuity problems that happen is going to be a deterrent for that globalization of the annuity product. But I do think that, once again, I think blockchain will solve that. I think blockchain will solve the globalization issues with annuities. Now, they might not be called annuities. They might be called tontines, like Moshe Molesky talks about, which are grouping of risk for a lifetime income stream, which, oh, by the way, that's an annuity for lifetime income. Yeah. But it might be a different name. Okay. And I think that's the way that the innovators are going to get around it. The other upbeat aspect of looking forward is opportunities. Stan, you know that a lot of people lost their jobs due to COVID. You talked about this whole business of people resigning and looking to find something else. We got a lot of people looking for entrepreneurial opportunities. Mm -hmm. You have worked for years with investors And so they're always looking for opportunities. And of course, we have students, as you and I once were in college, figuring out, trying to figure out what do I major in? What do I do for the right? Given what you know, and you know a lot about annuities and the annuity market, where do you see opportunities for any of those different kinds of people, whether they be investors, students, entrepreneurs, people starting a new career, leaving a job? Where do you see opportunities? Well, Because there's so many baby in the United States, I'm speaking just for the United States, there's so many baby boomers that are turning 65 every day, you know, to get in in front of that is a good thing. Now, currently in the United States, you have to be licensed to sell annuities. And in order to purchase an annuity at the current time of this taping, you have to speak with a licensed person as the paperwork's being filled out. I think in the future, you'll be able to buy it direct like you buy a stock. Now, the industry disagrees with me, but they've disagreed with me on everything I've done, and I've been right so far. So I think in the future, you're going to be able to buy an annuity just like you go to E-Trade and buy a stock or bond or mutual fund. I really believe that. So from the opportunity standpoint, if you're in a sales business, if you're a salesperson and that's your skill, the sales force of the annuity industry is getting old and dying off. So there's huge opportunities for young ethical, moral people to get in this business because you're getting in the way of a lot of people looking for these guarantees. And I tell young agents that all the time. I mean, you're getting in at the right time. From the standpoint of sales isn't what you're doing, you know, the support industry that surrounds the annuity life insurance type space, they're hiring like crazy. 
It depends on where your skill set lies. But if it's in customer service, I mean, every single life insurance company that I know is hiring. Every single one. Wow. So, and most of them have virtual setups to where you can work for them. And they're all big, strong companies, you know, the majority of them. I mean, I think if you haven't thought about the life insurance industry from a job standpoint, you might want to look there because it's a very good industry. It's not going to decline. People are getting older. People need these guarantees. And from an investor standpoint, I don't think you can go wrong as an angel investor looking at anything that has to do with baby boomers getting older. Yeah. And in this case, in the life insurance space, providing those guarantees that people are looking at. And the reason that I chose this a while back, more than a decade ago, is I saw those numbers. One of my favorite, there's a magazine that comes out, it's called The Demographic Magazine. And, you know, I remember reading it 15 years ago and just saw, saw the trends. And I was thinking, man, I got to get ahead of that. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, it's still the trend and you need to get ahead of that if you're looking to pivot and do something new with your life. I think it's great counsel, Stan. And I have to tell you, talk about getting in early on something. Back in 1984, I started a business focusing on marketing to people over 50. And in 1988, 89, I sat in my house at the time and wrote a book. And the book came out in 1989 called Successful Marketing to the 50 Plus Consumer. And in the, the late 80s and in the up till the mid 90s, all I was doing was giving presentations and consulting on how mm-hmm. you market to people over 50. Right. I was a little early, but I had all those charts. I said, this is the title way, folks. I can guarantee you a lot of things aren't going to happen, but this is going to happen. So here we are 30 years later, we're still talking about it, but it really now is happening. It's happening in a very big way. So it really I, I, is. It's really. It's mind boggling, you know, just our business model. You know, when you start a business, as you know, you start it to survive and you start it to take care of your kids and your family and to put food on the table. And then as things grow and you learn and make mistakes and do the things, it adapts. Every day I walk into the office, I just can't believe sometimes just how big it's gotten because, you know, I'm a basketball player. I shoot three pointers and, you know, that's what I do. Yeah. To build something like this that is really, in my opinion, really helping people, providing contractual guarantees I represent you know, all carriers. So we don't have any skin in the game with any of those. We're just looking at the highest number. It's a good thing. I think we're doing good work, but there's room for more people out here doing the same thing. Yeah. Appreciate your sharing that. Another thing I want to say is, and you sort of alluded to it in the context of COVID, we have not only a lot of people, 10,000 turning 65 in the U.S. every day. And of course, many societies are older. Mm-hmm. We would be remiss, I would be remiss, if I didn't have you share with our listeners something that you shared with me and you share with so many people in your wonderful videos. What are some great tips, Dan, you're an expert on this, that you can share with us on things like whether or not we should buy an annuity, what purposes they serve best, how can we go about finding a good annuity company and a product that meets their needs and Maybe how do they go about choosing somebody who will help them make the purchase? I can synopsize that. Obviously, I want you to choose me. But uh, <laughs> if you want to make the purchase. But a lot of times, you, know, you might not need an annuity. Here's the, the one thing. If you remember one thing from this segment, remember this. Never, ever buy an annuity of any type if you want market growth. Now, you're going to hear otherwise at the Bad Chicken Dinner seminars or, the, or on the internet somewhere. They're going to say, I can get you market growth. They can't. Okay. So if you want market growth, don't buy an annuity. 
Remember, annuities solve for four primary things. The acronym is PIL. P stands for principal protection. I stands for income for life. L stands for legacy. Other L stands for long-term care. So if you don't need to contractually solve for one or more of those items, you do not need an annuity. It's really, really that simple. Now, the other thing too is, my belief is if you're less than 50 years old, you do not need an annuity, period. At age 50, let's start talking about it and having the conversation if it makes sense. Now, what I've done on my site at theannuityman.com is you can go there and get my six annuity owner's manuals. They're hard copies. I'll send them to you for free. No one's going to call you. Show up to the doorstep. Did that with Jeff. Sent send those to Jeff. You can also go to my site and run quotes yourself without having to interact with anyone. You can do that 24-7, 365. We represent all carriers. I have a live fixed rate feed as well. What I've done is create an, I call it edutainment. It's entertaining and educational at the same time. So I have a YouTube channel called Stan the Annuity Man, which has over 500 informative, I know you're, you're saying 500, 500 informative annuity videos, and we, we add 20 a month to that. And then I have a, a Fun with Annuities podcast that comes out every week that has some of the top minds in the country on finance. We just don't talk about annuities. Most of the time we're talking about markets and things like that, retirement, planning, et cetera. And all of that's accessible at my site at theannuityman.com. We pride ourselves in not making outbound calls unless you tell us to, unless you tell us to call you. And so that is in essence the business model. But just understand a lot of you out here might not need an annuity, that's okay. You need an annuity or you need to consider one if you want to transfer risk. If you want to shoulder risk, that's fine. If you're 100% in the market and 82 years old, that's fine. But if you want to transfer risk to solve for one of those four items in the pill, then principal protection, income for life, legacy, long-term care, then an annuity might be appropriate for you. Once we figure out the, the solution you're trying to solve for, the goal, then we'll shop all carriers for the highest contractual guarantee. One more thing. Annuities are commodity products. There's not an annuity company or carrier that has a better product than someone else. They're commodity products, and these pricing quotes change every seven to 10 days like a gallon of milk. So you need to just continually quote to find the right contractual guarantee, and we're quoting all carriers to find that for you. Let me ask you a follow-up question to that, Stan. If I'm somebody who's thinking about the possibility of purchasing an annuity, how important or unimportant is it to think about whether or not the Fed here in the United States, let's say, might raise interest rates? Do I say, geez, maybe I'll wait until the Fed raises interest rates and then all of a sudden I'll get a better rate on my annuity or is that bogus? It depends on the product type. Remember, lifetime income stream annuities, the four types are primarily based on life expectancy. Interest rates play a secondary role. So the Fed, you know, raising rates isn't going to move the needle that much, okay? With multi-year guarantee annuities, which is the CD type of annuity, you know, that's pegged to interest rates. What I tell people with any type of thought on interest rates is you ladder the purchase, okay? <laughs> or you ladder the amount that you're putting in. Let's say, for an example, you said, Stan, I have $400,000. I want to buy a fixed rate annuity. What would you do? What I would do is I'd tell you to ladder those, meaning that we're going to buy different durations. We'll put $100,000 in a two-year in three-year, $100,000 in four-year, $100,000 in a five-year duration. Why would you do that? So that you have money coming due starting in year two so that hopefully we can transfer it to a higher interest rate at that time. Same thing applies for lifetime income. If you said, Stan, should I buy the lifetime income now 
maybe we buy $100,000 this year, $100,000 next year, et cetera, even though life expectancy drives the income pricing train. So those are conversations that we have with you. Everything's customizable. But just understand, there's no sweet spot or ways to beat life insurance companies that issue annuities, okay? There's just not. Um, If you're waiting to... Give an example, Jeff. If you're waiting to buy an immediate annuity for interest rates to rise, then you have to factor in the payments you missed while you're waiting and how long it would take to make those up, meaning you really can't beat them. That's not a sales pitch. That's just a fact. So what you need to do with any type of annuity is if you like the contractual guarantee, get it or ladder it, one of the two. couple other important things here. Is there a minimum amount that somebody needs to have to... Mm-hmm. Purchase an annuity. Well, to give an example, on our fixed rate annuities, the MIGA's multi-year guarantee annuity is a $20,000 minimum. It's like buying a CD. But with lifetime income products, you have to look at what would a lump sum amount pay for your life. So typically, those are going to be a lot higher. There's no specific minimums for that, but but our company's minimums are $20,000. But you need to run the quote to see what that's going to pay, you know, over your life expectancy. So it really comes down to that. The good news about our quotes and our calculators that you can use on our site is you can run two different types of quotes. You can say, all right, I want to put in X amount of money, $100,000. What will that pay? Or you can do what we call a reverse engineer quote. Stan, I only need $1,100. You can put that in and then you can get the quote to see which carrier is going to back up that guarantee using the least amount of money. So you can quote it two ways for lifetime income. You can quote the actual monthly amount you need, or you can quote the lump sum to see what that monthly amount will be. Okay. You focus on fixed annuities. And I think it would be really important. And you threw in the word MIGA very quickly. Sure. Can you explain to people a little bit more or elaborate a little bit more on the kind of annuities that you focused on so that they better grasp those and why you chose to focus on them? First of all, the fixed annuity category has many different types of annuities underneath that category. I'm going to go through those real quick. The reason that I chose the fixed annuity category is I don't want you to ever lose a penny because I don't want to lose a penny as a person because that's kind of how I grew up in rural North Carolina. You know, my parents never wanted to lose a penny. And I think that scar is still with me. And that's part of the business model. There's six different types of fixed annuities. And those are the owner's manuals I'll send you if you go to my site and sign up for them. The first is a multi-year guarantee annuity called a MIGA. That's the CD type of annuity. You get an interest rate for a specific period of time that you choose, two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year. Then there's a fixed index annuity, which is still a CD type product, but potentially will get you a little bit better returns than a multi-year guarantee annuity. Once again, both of those fully protect your principal. From there, we go into the four different types of lifetime income products under the fixed annuity banner. Single premium immediate annuities, if you need income to start 30 days to a year start date, deferred income annuities. If you're deferring past that one-year time period, then you have qualified longevity annuity contracts, which you use in your IRA for future income. And then the last is really not an annuity itself, but it's attached to annuity types called an income rider. And that's for future lifetime income guarantees. Coming back to the two questions, what do you want the money to contractually do and when you want those contractual guarantees to start? Based on those two answers, then I will point you to one of those six types that will provide the highest contractual guarantee. So fixed annuities has those six underlying contractual guarantees under the banner of fixed annuities. 
Now, we do not sell variable annuities because the keyword there is variable. So I don't sell anything that has the potential to go down. Yeah. And I think you've made that very clear. That's why you focus in the area mm-hmm. you focus on. You don't want people to lose money and it goes no. back to your roots. It does. It does. It's that old Southern roots that, you know, both my grandparents were mill workers. Both of my parents were coaches. So, you know, you grew up not in this world. You grew up not ever trying to lose a penny because you couldn't afford to lose a penny. That still carries on to this day. But I think the business model makes sense for people because most people buying annuities that are at a life stage, they really don't want to lose money. So they coincide. Yeah. Asset preservation, right? Sure. Yeah. Last thing before we get to telling people again how they can get in touch with you to get those books, sure. watch those videos, yeah. is, Stan, what keeps you up when you think about annuities? Right now, what's bothering me a little bit, and I mentioned it in the previous answer, are the smart people getting in the business. When I say smart people, I'm, I'm putting quotation marks around that. Okay. Hedge funds, private equity, people like that that would never, ever, ever interact with the annuity world or people because they think they're better and they're smarter, they're now in it. And anytime those people are in it, I worry a little bit. Even though there are regulations in place, there's oversight in place, each state has a regulation department because fixed annuities are regulated at the state level. You know, I just know for a fact that a lot of those private equity people, hedge fund people are sociopaths. And we do not need sociopaths in the annuity industry because we're talking about people's retirement. We're talking about people's lifetime income. We're talking about protecting their principal. We don't need nefarious people that are profit-driven only to be in the business. We need them to be caring about what they do and understanding the importance that the annuity category plays in so many people's lives as they move into retirement. So that's what keeps me up at night. Also, in conjunction with that, a lot of these private equity people that are now coming in, they have domiciles, say, in Bermuda or the Bahamas. And so the transparency of me being able to look at their financials and believe those financials keep me up at night. And we're very, very cognizant of that. My recommendations are always with that in the back of my mind. Who are these people? Do I trust these people? I know they look good on a shiny brochure, but do I really trust those numbers? In a lot of cases, Jeff, I move on from a lot of these companies that are brand new and are shiny, the new and shiny ones. And I go back to the mutual-owned companies and the big companies that are solid and boring. In the annuity industry, boring is good. Simple is good. Transparent is great. And that is my filter. But that's what keeps me up at night. Yeah. And I can understand why, Stan. And again, it, it comes back to the core of what you believe in and what has guided you certainly in your work in the annuity world, but probably it predated that. And that is you don't want yourself or others to lose money. You know how important money is and you're interested in trying to help people preserve their assets and you get concerned when others don't feel that same concern. Well, and I can sum it up with this. Annuities might be commodity products and they are, but my clients and people aren't commodities. Everybody's situation is different and everyone's situation is unique and customizable. And regardless of the amount of money that you have and you talk to us about, it's important to us. I came from no money. You know, there's two types of advisors out here. There's advisors that grew up rich, went to the private schools and went on to Ivy League and they could care less because money's replaceable to them. Then you have the people that grew up poor and we take this stuff serious. You know, I lose a lot of sales because I'm only in the fixed annuity category. 
But it's important for me to have all of my clients in all 50 states know that they're not going to lose money. And we can structure every single annuity contract so that if you die early in the contract, 100% of any unused money goes to your beneficiaries. You've worked hard for it. I take that, you know, that's, that's my grandparents working in textile mills. Yeah. That's the scar. But I bring that scar in a positive fashion to the business model and to confidently say to every single person, you're not going to lose any money. All we're going to do is transfer risk to that life insurance company, annuity company to provide for the goal that you've set out to achieve. It's really that simple. Excellent. Okay, Stan, it would be great if now you would let people know about how they can access that great information. I mean, you've written like seven books or something. I have. And you send books out to people. I got your books. You don't charge for your books. You have a website that's just chock full of information. Mm -hmm. 500 videos. Stan, I got to catch up. It's going to take a long time. 500? Come on, give me a break. All of that. Every single thing that Jeff mentioned is at one site, theannuityman.com. If you just go to theannuityman.com, the videos are there, the podcast replays are there, the book signups are there, the calculators are there, the chance to book a call with me one-on-one is there. It's all encompassing. It's an information site. You'd think you'd land a media site because that's the way we designed it. And it's ever-changing because we're always putting up new content. One of the things that's new for this year, Jeff, is we're doing a video every week called Shooting It Straight with Stan. And I'm going to cover topics that happened that week that people need to know about. And my opinion on that, that uh, would affect their retirement or their retirement planning or lifetime income or whatever. You know, we're always thinking about how to improve. I'm writing my eighth book on annuities as we speak, which is also good. And we're also developing a series called How to Buy an Annuity that walks you through the whole process of how to make the decision. We're trying to think like a consumer. What do I need to really make a good informed decision on my terms and my timeframe with no one bothering me and no one calling me and no one high pressuring me? Where can I get that info? That's what drives us every day to put the content up to solve for that. We know and respect the fact that if you want to engage with us and choose us as uh, to do business and become a client, which we want you to do, that's on your term. And so we, we welcome those calls and those emails to say, hey, Stan, we'd like to buy this. Or, hey, Stan, we need to talk to you because we're close to a decision. But we're going to take you as far as we can take you informationally, whether it's video, podcasts, writings, blogs, books, so that you can be informed, so you can make a good decision, not just on a sales pitch. You're good, there is no sales pitches. And we say, I'll end with this, Jeff, on that answer is, You know, we look at our site, theannuityman.com, where annuities are bought, not sold. People always say, well, no one wakes up in the morning to buy an annuity. I differ with that. I disagree with that. So this is a place where you can shop at your leisure. You can run quotes and get books and watch videos and listen to podcasts. And then if you want to engage, you can engage with us. And again, I, having had personal dealings with Stan, can tell you what he says is absolutely true. The educational information is overwhelming in a positive way. There's just so much there. And Stan will tell you, not for you. <laughs> uh, you know, he'll tell you it's not for you. And, and yep. who does that? Who does that these days? Uh, Stan, I'm just going to throw this last thing at you. It's, don't take it too seriously. Is your father still alive, Stan? He's, he's not alive. He's not. He passed away almost four years ago. Okay. He was a, if anyone saw the movie, The Great Santini, it's a book by Pat Conroy. If you've seen that movie, that's my dad. I mean, that's, that, that character is my father. He was a very hard-nosed coach, 
you know, those scars, both positive and negatively drive my business model as well. But he just always said to me, you know, never be outworked. Yeah. You know, never, and, never look up and, and say that guy worked harder than you. That could be a curse sometimes, that but that's, that's too. my dad. Yeah. But yeah. What were you going to ask about him? Well, what I was going to say is, are you sure that he didn't name you Stan, not because of Musial, but because he knew it rhymed with man and you could use Stan the annuity man? Because if you were Harry, you couldn't be the annuity man. That, that is true. And for people out there, I was named after a Hall of Fame baseball player named Stan Musial, M-U-S-I-A-L, pull him up. He was great. But my yeah. dad was a big baseball fan, even though he was a basketball coach. Funny thing about that, my sister, I have one sister, her name is Teamy, T-E-E-M-I. So I guess if I was named Teamy, there would be no Stan the annuity man, right? So, <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't rhyme Teamy with anything. Stan, it's been great having you on Thank you so much for sharing this valuable information that a lot of people hopefully will be benefiting from. In addition to the many, many people who are already benefiting from all the stuff that you put out there. Hey, Jeff, it's been a pleasure. I just want to thank everyone for listening. And if you want to contact me, go to theannuityman.com and we will interact. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Same here. Thanks, Dan. Have a great rest of your day. You too. This concludes part two of our two-part series on annuity products, their related trends and future, and the opportunities they will create with our guest expert, Stan the Annuity Man Haithcock. If you have any questions you'd like to ask Stan or me, please contact me at my website, www.jeff-ostroff.com. And if you like this episode, I'd really appreciate your liking it or giving it a positive review on the podcast hosting site where you listen to it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Looking Forward. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something. I also hope that you'll tell others about our show. If you have any comments or ideas for future episodes, please contact me at my website, jeff-ostroff.com. That's J-E-F-F-Ostroff, O-S-T-R-O-F-F, Com. This is Jeff Ostroff inviting you to join us again next time on Looking Forward. <laughs>